Hey, what's up? My name is Raylia Lewis, and welcome back to Everything is Everything. So I have a great question for you guys. Is it disrespect or are you just controlling? Today's show is about drawing the fine line between you're crossing a boundary or this is just gaslighting, manipulation, and you're just triggered. You know, like, are you just bothered or did your partner slash friend just try you? So today, my focus is on relationships, whether they're platonic, romantic, casual, whatever. I want to speak on drawing a fine line between certain characteristics our friends or partners may feel like are deal breakers or issues, but really they're just their own unhealed insecurities. And this goes vice versa. Your partner will fall short and so will you. So learning to identify when you're leading from emotion or when your person is violating you is very, very important. So a friend of mine actually inspired this conversation, but I really do not want to give away like the accurate details. So I just created a scenario to kind of give you guys like more context to add to the discussion so that you can really see where I'm coming from and what I really mean. So you're dating this guy for six months. Everything is going great. The sex is great. The communication is great. You guys haven't really had like any big fights. Like you are in bliss. Like, you love it there. So one day, you decide to go out with your girls, you know, because sometimes when you enter into a new relationship, most of your time is consumed with your man, you know, speaking from a woman's perspective. Um, So now you're like, you know what? I miss my friends. They've been on my ass about being MIA. Let me go out with them. Let me turn up. Let me have a good time. Y'all go to the club. And if you have friends like mine, somebody's recording (laughs) okay so you're dancing you're busting it dropping it low your friend records you turning up posts it to her instagram her insta story specifically and tags you in it you know you thinking nothing of it you get the tag you repost it you keep it pushing you know a few moments goes by and your partner calls you and he's livid he's so livid that you got to walk out the club to hear what he's saying because he's damn near screaming in the fucking phone. And his issue is that he feels like the way you're conducting yourself in the club is inappropriate when you are representing him. He feels like you're fishing on Instagram, you're doing the most, and he's not here for it. You know, so although you don't really agree with his perspective, you don't argue it because you just don't want him to be upset. Like, you want to put the fire out, not at fuel. So you you say, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't think of it in that way. I'll delete the, the photo, the video, whatever it was. And, you know, eventually you find yourself overextending yourself in ways where you aren't really comfortable to please this person. You find yourself just being too flexible, too accommodating, and just filtering too much of who you are. I feel like a lot of times when people enter relationships, they almost see like their old self as a barter for the idea of what that person thinks they should be. And what I'm saying is that 
you know, a lot of times as a woman, when we get into relationships, we're expected to speak differently, carry ourselves differently, dress differently, post differently. And I'm not saying that certain, you know, behaviors um, aren't disrespectful. You know, when you are in a relationship, you do have to be considerate and conscious, like, hey, I'm in, I'm with someone. But there are certain things that, you know, I'm not really hurting anybody by wearing my little black dress and going to the club with my girls. That's, that's not cheating. That's not infidelity. And I think that a lot of times people are really insecure and they want to almost water down who you are to make themselves feel comfortable because they are unwilling to do personal healing. And I think it's important to realize when that's happening, like you can't keep dimming your light to please someone who isn't comfortable with themselves because then you'll never be able to do anything right. And you'll just stray farther and farther away from who you really are. Like, how was that a good thing? Like, that's a very dangerous and toxic thing. And I feel like we don't talk about these things enough and we don't really know how to discern or identify, like, when certain behaviors that are more subtle are really, like, controlling. And that's why I wanted to have this conversation because I see it happen so often. And I'm like, everything is not compromise worthy. Like, certain things is just projections. It's just something within your partner that they have not tapped into, that they have not worked on, that they are kind of unloading and vomiting onto you. And if you are not savvy enough, if you cannot discern like, hey, you got some fucked up shit within you, you'll find yourself almost like bending and folding to like toxic situations and like ideologies. And like I said, I just feel like oftentimes when we enter relationships or even friendships, we focus too much on like pleasing the other person. And I feel like that urge to please often compromises our freedom of expression. And I don't care what your relationship status is. You are always an individual and you should always feel free enough to show up as your full self. And I feel like wanting to keep relationships intact too much will cause you to allow people to walk all over you. And it will cause you to walk on eggshells to please the other person, which in return betrays your true self. Like some things just aren't up for grabs. Some things just can't be compromised. Like we can compromise on dinner. Okay. Maybe we can do pizza night tonight instead of burger night. But like my core beliefs, my core values are not up for debate. And I don't think that it's ever a good idea to feel like your partner should mold to who you want them to be fully. You have to be confident enough within yourself to allow other people to be who they really are. And that's why self-development is vital. You need to be a healed person to navigate this world in a healthy way, period. People have real issues within that, like I said, they project onto other people. And I think that we should consider that more often before we cater too much to other people. Like, is it a red flag? Or are you just triggered? I think it's important to ask ourselves like these tough questions before we go vomiting our own toxicity onto other people and before we start trying to filter or mold or be too flexible for the person that we are with. So I have a rule that I follow whenever someone I love or like 
irritates me or disrespects me. I'm not going to say I always get it right, but I've been doing really well in recent years. And what I do is I ask myself, was it their intention? Because sometimes shit really don't be as deep as we perceive it. I ask myself, is this issue worth possibly fighting over or ending a friendship or relationship over? Because yet again, some shit just don't be that deep. I ask myself these questions because I consider and realize that when you confront people, most people will be on defense, whether they're guilty or not. People do not like to be accused. (laughs) And people do not like to be misunderstood. So most people will respond aggressively, which often leads to a huge fight. Of course, that's something that that other person needs to work on. But unfortunately... We all aren't out here doing the personal work. Everybody ain't out here trying to be better and lead with love. And I think that's important to always consider. So with considering that, I asked myself, is confronting this issue even worth my mental and emotional health? Because sometimes protecting your peace is more important than being right. And that's not to say that you should excuse bad behavior constantly or deal with toxic people out of survival, like out of loneliness or out of convenience, because that's a real thing too. But what I'm saying is there may be small issues that may not validate who someone is. And you can part in that issue that particular time. You can let it go. Y'all can move on without having a huge discussion or a huge fight. Understanding that everyone makes mistakes will allow you to be gracious and also allowing others to establish the type of relationship y'all are in will allow you to avoid unrealistic expectations and it sets the tone on how you should move in the relationship. This method that I've taught myself to follow helps me avoid overextending myself or fighting for a position that was never really intended to be mine in the first place. Everyone doesn't deserve the same level of support, love, and attention. Don't overplay your part because you like the idea of somebody or because you want companionship so much that you are willing to deal with anything to have it. And I think that this concept is important in friendships too. You know, I had a friend once who we built a friendship organically. We knew each other for a very long time, but we were never friends until we were grown. And immediately I put her in the friend category because I always knew who she was. And I thought she was cool. We had a lot in common. She was nice. And I started to realize very early on in the friendship that she needed me in ways that she couldn't reciprocate. And she needed me in ways that my own friends who I had around for years didn't eat me. You know, she's calling me to borrow money. She needs my advice on her career move. She needs my resources on her newfound modeling career. You know, it was just like she always needed something, but whenever I didn't need anything from her, I want to make that clear, but whenever it was time to support me and it wasn't like turn up club party related, she really wasn't available. And You know, paying attention to red flags and 
being honest about the kind of people you're dealing with is vital. It really saves you a lot of time and it saves you from literally being hurt. It protects you from people who don't have your best interests at heart. I had to realize that some people are around just because of what it looks like. They like the idea of who you are. They want something that you have or they see you as a way or a catalyst to getting higher in their career field. You know, as a model, I've done so much model related that a lot of times when girls are just starting out, they come to me for advice. But now we friends, you coming to me to help you pick out pictures to help you do photo shoots. Like I was taking this girl on sets. I was shooting her digitals. I helped her get signed to an agency. I was going to anything she had model related. I was also paying her to do my hair. You know, she did nothing for me outside of showing up to a birthday party. Nothing. Um, And of course that friendship fizzled out. But what I learned from that experience was like, just because you like somebody doesn't mean that you have to open the floodgates to uh, giving. Doesn't mean that you have to want to help everybody because you know what it feels like to not have help. You know, I went through so much in modeling that whenever I see a young girl and I can relate to her, I almost want to like mentor her or hold her hand to the next level because I know what it feels like to not have guidance or to not have support. But everyone doesn't deserve that kind of treatment, and that's not my responsibility. I'm not out here assigned to save people. And yes, it's a great thing to pass the baton and go back and pull other people up, but you also have to be protective of your space and of your peace. And you have to realize that some people are around just to plug into what you are building and take that and keep it moving. And it's important to consider that as well. And that's not to be negative. That's just a reality. A lot of times when you are making noise in your field of interest, you attract so many people because people see your light. And like flies, people are attracted to light, especially people who want things from you. And you have to guard yourself away from those fake relationships that are opportunistic. And that's what I'm saying by allowing people to set the tone in your friendships. You cannot always show up as your full self in the beginning. You have to see where this is going. You have to see what kind of person you're dealing with. You have to understand and, you know, kind of give people or give things time to say, okay, I like this person. And because this person appears to be a good person, I'm ready to show them this or give them this or help them with this. That should not be given to everybody because I don't care how much of a giver you are. One hand always will wash the other. And we all should be willing to give and receive. And the idea that I should only take and never show up for you just doesn't make sense. And when people like present the argument, like if you did it, that don't mean nobody got to give it back to you. Or if you did it, don't mean they got to do this for you. You're right. But also, it doesn't mean that I have to do it, period. And it doesn't mean that you should expect or accept people to help you without supporting them back and loving them back. Just being a good person back. Like, if somebody supports my business, I'm going to support their business. No, I don't have to, but why wouldn't I? If you're feeding my dream... Why would I not do the same in return? 
that's just the way that my mind works. So with understanding that, you have to use discretion about how much you're willing to give to other people and how available you're willing to be to other people so that you don't get hurt in the long run. Another thing that I do when I feel triggered is I give myself 24 hours to cool off and see if I still care after my emotions have simmered down. So I sleep on it. Say I'm having a party and a friend of mine says something that offends me. I try to consider that maybe that wasn't her intention, but I will not deny how I took it. Because just because you did not attempt to hurt someone doesn't mean that you didn't. And I still have to hold you accountable for what you did. Because mindlessness can still be offensive, can still be problematic. Not considering other people is still an issue. Because we all know how we want to be treated. And we all know how we want other people to consider us. But we often fall short when it's time to reciprocate that, really. When it's time to... Be conscious of how we make other people feel. We're not always aware of that. But we expect people to be aware of how they make us feel. So I hold people accountable, understanding that and considering that. And I might not confront you at that time because maybe we're in a space or in an environment where I don't want to argue with you. I don't want to put you on front street or put you on the spot. But the next day, if I'm not over this, if I'm still bothered, you're going to get a call. Or a voice memo. And I'm going to tell you what my issue is. Because ain't nothing about me too emotional or too triggered that I can't decipher or distinguish between you are out of line or I'm just making shit up. And I know I ain't making shit up because I literally do the work and I ask myself so many questions and I delay the process to make sure that I'm coming from a pure and rational space. So I told my boyfriend I would be talking about this topic yesterday and he thought it was a great topic and he had recently experienced something with a client that he thought fit into this discussion. So a client of his decided to confront him aggressively after he decided to raise his prices. He owned a gym and decided to make some changes. It's a new year. You know, most companies raise their prices to usher in a new year. You don't really need a reason to raise your prices. It's your business. But he felt like it was appropriate to give people a heads up. And his goal was to grandfather current clients in, meaning they could keep their original membership rate and just raise membership fees for new clients. She wasn't having it, however, and began to go on the rampage, telling him how other gyms didn't charge that much. He was too expensive. And basically, she questioned his worth. So, of course, he was upset by her response. And he let her know in a professional way that she crossed the line. You know, she was too comfortable, too entitled, and really unprofessional because he trains a lot of professionals. She told him that he was actually in the wrong and that he was just triggered by her honesty. Translation, gaslighting, and manipulation. There's a fine line between I'm triggered because of past traumas left unhealed or I simply feel disrespected because you just violated me. Oftentimes, people will try to make you the bad guy when they don't want to be held accountable for what they just did or said. 
And that's where the gaslighting and the manipulation comes in. Like, for example, your man gets caught cheating. You check his phone. And now the issue is not that he's cheating, but the issue is you checking his phone. It's like, if you wasn't cheating, I shouldn't have felt nothing in your phone, period. Like, let's not focus on the, but you don't trust me. I don't trust you because you're cheating. Because intuition is a real thing. Because ain't nothing about me dumb. But people will try to make it seem like you are the reason behind this reality or this result. Well, really, they out here being nasty and dirty and you just caught up to it or it just caught up to you because everything that happens in the dark comes to the light. Everything. You don't have to go looking for certain things. Certain things manifest. Intuition is a real thing. Energy is a real thing. And if you are intuitive and if you are able to discern certain things and if you can think critically and pick up on certain characteristics and behaviors, you can sort out or pick up on a lot of things that may not look right. And then the proof will show a dirty, ugly head eventually. But people will focus on, well, you weren't looking. Well, you don't trust me more than they'll focus on then, but I was doing that though. So you have to be mindful that people are always not willing to be honest and be decent, that they will do anything to avoid being held accountable and being honest. Because in that scenario right there, that woman was dead wrong. Like there was nothing about that that was okay. She could have just said, you know what? I'm going to just switch gyms. She didn't even owe him that. She could have just stopped paying and stopped showing up. Because he has a month-to-month contract. So she is not like in a 24-month, 12-month contract where it's charging her car every month. Like every month you are able to say, "Mm, I'll try somewhere else. I'll work out somewhere else. So to argue with someone about what they feel like they deserve will always be a violation. And if you don't understand that, be open to the possibility that you are not always right. And be open to the impact your words has on other people. Because when someone is coming to you and logically ironing out ways where you made me feel like this or what you said overstepped boundaries, you should be willing to hear them out instead of gaslighting or dismissing their plight or their feelings because you want to be right. And I think that a lot of people do this in relationships, whether they're friendships or whether they are romantic relationships or whether they are business relationships. Like, just because something doesn't bother you doesn't mean it's not a problem. Just because you are able to say fuck it and keep it pushing doesn't mean that everybody has to respond that way. People don't realize that what may be a small pebble to them is a boulder to somebody else, especially when you are a big picture thinker. Like, when you realize that everything connects or that Sometimes little things can someday manifest into bigger things and you try to approach things that way. People don't understand that. They think you're overreacting because some people are just like, I'll cross that bridge when I get there kind of people, which I think is a bad idea. Like, I think certain conversations should be had before you get to a place in your life where now it's a deal breaker. You should always figure out 
what kind of person you need to be to be with your spouse, what they need from you. From the very beginning, before you just jump into a relationship because you like the shell or the um, the idea of someone, figure out what they like. What are their long-term goals? What do they want in a partner? And are you willing to fulfill those duties? Are they reasonable for who you are? Because just because it makes sense to them does not mean it's good for you or that it makes sense to you. So in closing, I think it's important to always do personal work, whether you are single or dating, to always check in with yourself and make sure you are operating from a healthy place emotionally. Other people are not responsible for your triggers and insecurities. Know what your limits are, but also know what your toxic traits are so that you can be aware of them. Because when you are aware of the things that are wrong with you, you can fix them and you can point them out when they are vomiting over people that you interact with or that you love. I just feel like there are certain things that should be off limits or that are just too silly to fight about. Like, my man going to a strip club will never bother me because guess what? I'm going to go to a strip club too. You don't get to require something that you can't offer to other people. You don't get to request monogamy when you aren't monogamous. You don't get to police my body when I don't police yours. You don't get to police anybody's body, period. Like, if you need to do that, something's wrong with you. Do your own work. Go to therapy. Like, can we just encourage, like, going to therapy more in society? Because a lot of people just need help. And they see certain things as, well, this is the norm. Like, no, it's patriarchy. No, it's sexist. It's not okay. And you masking it as love doesn't change the fact that it's control. And I think that more women should be privy to these concepts. I really do. And I think that all people should be willing to be reasonable about the things they put on their partner that they really know that they ain't about to give their partner back. Like, be fair. I try to be decent and fair in every way of my life. That's not to say that I don't make mistakes, but I'm very conscious and aware of even the smallest things. Like, I would never be mad that my man watches porn because sometimes I watch porn too. Now, do I watch it every day? No. Do I watch it often? No. But one day I probably will watch it. So why would I care that you watch it? Why would I create a scenario around something as small as you turning on a computer screen and seeing a very natural thing happening in front of your face? And yeah, I get that porn creates unrealistic expectations surrounding sex, but you still have the right to be entertained by the things you want to be entertained by. And I really don't care what your unrealistic expectations are because I want to tell you how far I'm willing to go. We're going to create this boundary right away. And that's why communication is so important. Like, cut out all the insecurities, cut out all the fuss, 
all the white noise, all the assumptions, and just be honest, clear, and open. And one more thing I want to add is even if I don't do something, it doesn't mean that my partner can't enjoy it or do it. Because a lot of times people feel like, well, I don't partake in things like this. I don't think it's interesting. So why would I be okay with my partner doing it? It's like, listen, we all are individuals. We all like different things. I don't eat meat. My boyfriend eats meat. You're never going to hear me trying to convince him not to eat meat. That's his thing. I don't like skating. My boyfriend likes skating. You're never going to hear me dismissing his hobby. And you'll also never see me doing it with him. I allow him to do what he wants to do. And vice versa. You know, I get the same in return. It's about respect. We don't have to enjoy everything together. We don't have to like all the same things. It doesn't mean that I'm better than you or that I should put a muzzle on you. And it doesn't mean that what you're doing is wrong because I don't enjoy it. It just means that we like different things. That's it and that's all. People should still be able to enjoy what they enjoy as long as it's not with another person and it's crossing the infidelity mark, they should still be able to be who they are, period. And that's all that I'm trying to say. And now it is time for my segment, IG Meme of the Week. I ran across a meme the other day that hit home for me. And that meme is, friend breakups be bad too, especially when you really loved your friend. I'm here for the Ebonics, by the way. But anyway, um, that is so true. Sometimes we don't really acknowledge how bad friendships and them breaking up can be really hurtful. Like it's also trauma. There's grief involved in breaking up with your friends. We always consider and talk about heartbreak in reference to, you know, relationships, romantic relationships, but we don't often talk about and highlight breakups within platonic relationships like friendships. When you had a really great bond with a friend, when y'all been down for each other for years, years, and more years, that shit is traumatizing. And it does affect the way you enter into new friendships or maybe the way you push people away. Because the older I get, the more my tolerance for things change. I've had many friend breakups. I've had so many friends in my teens in middle school, and even as an early adult, like in my early and mid-20s, now I really feel like I'm down to like three people, like that I consider like close friends, maybe two. And I have girlfriends where we meet up and we hang out and they have been around for a very long time and I enjoy them. But I'm talking about those friends where when I'm down, I can lean on them. The friends that I tell all my secrets to, the friends that I expect to have my back. The older you get, the more you notice those friendships like dwindling and disappearing. And it is traumatic. And now I'm hesitant to make new friends. Now I don't have the same urge to go out and meet people and build solid relationships with, because although I love and admire sisterhood, 
I have been burnt too many times by trying to build solid relationships in sisterhood. Oftentimes when I've tried to be friends with other models per se, it always ends up becoming like a frenemy kind of thing or like a competition. It's like, what happened to the friendship? What happened to, I want to see you win? What happened to, I pour into you, you pour into me? It always starts like that. And then when I do well and my friend isn't doing so well right now at this time in her life, now she acting funny. And now when she starts to do well and say, I'm not doing well, now she's almost like competing with me and trying to be nasty about her doing well. And I'll give you an example. I have a friend who we model, we both model. And when she's not doing well, she'll let me know, like, yo, I'm really sad, whatever. And I'm supportive, like, girl, it's temporary. Girl, you're going to get through this. You are beautiful. You can do anything. It happens to us all. Don't worry about it. Three months later, I may be in a tough spot in my life. And I'm like, yeah, man, like, I don't really know what's next. I'm not the kind of person that just puts my issues on people. Like, you have to kind of, like, pry it out of me or ask me how I'm doing. I'm not just going to, like, tell you what's wrong. That's just my ego. I know that. So, you know, when I confide in you and I'm like, yeah, like right now, I'm a little scared. Like, I don't know where I stand here or I'm not happy here. This person will take that and say, oh, well, I'm doing great. Yeah, I'm glad I'm, I'm doing this. When just a few months ago, the roles were reversed and I was supportive and being honest and acknowledging that, girl, this is temporary. Now that I'm in this space, you trying to shit on me. So I'm, ta- I'm speaking about instances like that where it's like, we're not the same kind of person. We don't have the same character. Like when I see you defeated, I pull you up. When you see me defeated, you use that as an opportunity to, I guess, try to humble me or try to dig me deeper into darkness, which ain't going to work. Because like I said, I'm doing personal work and I know that, you know, there's a season for everything. There's a season for happiness. There's a season for grief and for sadness. And life is up and down. I acknowledge that. I own that. I understand that. But there's nothing wrong with expecting your friends to just kind of reinforce like positivity into your life or to remind you of how great you are. And I notice when people aren't that for me. And that's why I'm apprehensive to open up to new women or to uh, be overly eager to like build these sisterhood relationships. Breakups are traumatizing regardless of the situation, regardless of the the title, whether it was something you did here and there and you built feelings around it, whether it was just a platonic relationship or like I said, a romantic relationship. They all hurt, they all suck. And pain does change us. And it's up to us to not be validated or ruled by our pain. But I will never sit here and say that I entered the world the same way after certain forms of pain. And now it is time for my segment, What Am I Watching Right Now? My boyfriend took me to the movies to see Regina King's new film, One Night in Miami. The movie took place 
over literally over a weekend. And it was during the fight with Muhammad Ali, right before he actually changed his name to Muhammad Ali. So during this time, he was still Cassius Clay. And this was during his title fight against Sonny Liston. I didn't know that he was connected to Malcolm X. I had never heard of Jim Brown, I'm going to be honest, and Sam Cooke. And all four of these prominent, successful men were all connected that night and all went back to a hotel where they had these incredible conversations about the civil rights movement, black empowerment, and just about what was going on in the world at that time and how important it was to use your platform to speak out against injustices surrounding you know, black life and to use your platform to speak out against white supremacy and denounce it. I was so into this film. I thought it was beautifully shot. I thought it was casted perfectly. The guy who played Muhammad Ali was perfect. Everybody was perfect. There was just so much great context you know, throughout the film, surrounding the conversations they were having. I like that I could research this and find that it actually came from a real thing, a real night, a real experience. Because at first I was like, is this just something she created or did this night really happen? And after doing research and watching another documentary, about Sam Cooke on Netflix, I discovered that this night actually happened. So if you have not watched this movie, check it out. Like I said, it was a great film. It introduced me to Shim Brown. It introduced me to a lot of Sam Cooke's songs, some that I had heard, but I didn't know what's his music. I didn't even know what happened to Sam Cooke during his lifetime. And it made me a bigger fan of Muhammad Ali because... I could just watch his interviews all day now. Like, he just always hit shit on the nose. He had the best metaphors. He had the best dialogue. The way he explained things just still speaks to the world we are living in today. And then, of course, Malcolm X, who was an amazing leader and figure who had an untimely death due to being murdered, to being hunted down because... He wanted real enlightenment. He wanted, you know, to eradicate white supremacy. And he wasn't about to not speak up about the injustices happening to black people during that time. And unfortunately, the things that he was fighting for, we're still fighting for today. So make sure you check out One Night in Miami. You can get it on Amazon Prime. And now movie theaters are open. I'm sure limited capacity, but check it out. I just want to thank you for tuning into another episode of Everything is Everything. See you back here next week.